two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Anyway. It just had to be Strag screaming into the current future. That's, yeah. That's, I guess so. I, I'll ever have to do, right? Yeah, as much as I still wish it was 2013, uh, I guess I guess it's time oh, to... Baby. 2013 was a pretty good year. Actually... It was. It, yeah. I got married that year, so... Yes, you did. I just realized that I said it was a good year before I remembered that that was, that was my anniversary, so... Well, and now I got to leave that as a cold open because, you know, like... Yeah, I, yeah. I now we I have like concrete evidence that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was recorded. Speaking of which, hello everyone. I'm Josh, and hi, uh, hi Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm Josh, and uh, just so happens, fun, funnily enough, I'm a wizard. Whoa, you're a wizard? That's crazy because my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard too. Dang. And I guess that's a silly cold open because we've already known each other, so we can't be surprised we're both wizards. But I don't care. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe this person, uh, this this brand new listener, uh, this is this is their first episode, and maybe they thought this was like a weird, um, I don't know, like a podcast about uh, uh, like math magicians or something. It's like, oh well, two well two wizards, and it's the number two. They're not trying to do like a cute like wordplay thing, uh, and so to that person, hello, welcome to Two Wizards. Yeah, hi, how's it going? Sorry for your math disappointment. Yeah, well, I well, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe in some far off future, we can talk about math and stuff, or numerology, or all that. But yeah, for, for right now, we'll just we'll just we'll just talk about things that are much more within our wheelhouse. <laughs> well, um, Josh. Yeah. What's in your wizard's goblet tonight? Uh, you know, I mentioned this before, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I have with me yet another vanilla porter from Brickenridge Brewing Company. <laughs> Right on, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the same one, or did you go get a new one? Uh, I think this is this is a new one. Yeah, this is a new one. Okay. Well, uh, Mark, it's my understanding that uh, maybe maybe you had something specific that you wanted to get into, and I'm I'm dying to know because I have I'm I'm just as uh, unawares as our listeners. So lay it on us all. Yeah, yeah, and just before that, I'm gonna give you um in my wizard's chalice is oh yes a kind of a light gin and tonic mixed with uh, half a bottle of cough syrup because I'm coming down with something. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners, it's not Corona. We're pretty sure. Yeah, pretty but sure. I am living that scissor life, and I want you to know, Josh, that mm-hmm. it's gonna get real weird tonight. Oh baby, and that's that that's that's my goblet is a gin and tonic with some. Uh, I've got a I got a gallon of water with me in case I get the coughs and oh perfect. Well, we're just gonna do this. But man, I am, you Which know, like, I, I, I ain't feeling well, Josh, and like, seek me tomorrow, you might find me a grave man, if only maybe you could tell me of somebody who could help me. Man, I, I don't know, if there was maybe uh, maybe some sort of, I mean, Mark, like, it doesn't sound like this is too severe, too dire, but you may want to uh, consult with, like, your religious leader, you, you know, to maybe kind of get get some sort of guidance during this very trying time maybe maybe someone like a pastor or or a or a monk or maybe a friar perhaps maybe even a friar mayhap mayhap but i was thinking even further back than that oh okay okay and this dude had a staff and coiled Mm. around it were two things and do you know who i'm talking about josh 
Asclepius, of course. Of course. And what was entwined around, around those two staffs? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe those were two serpents, two snakes. Hell yeah, son. We're talking about snakes tonight, specifically giant snake attacks in North America. Oh man, this is awesome. This is so cool. I'm this... like already way into this. Awesome. Yeah, this, <laughs> listeners, I my, my, my biggest thing in the world, not biggest thing, but I love cryptozoology. And I just got a couple new books, and I'm going to shout them out here in a minute. But they got me all horned up for this mayhem that is Giant Snakes. (laughs) My two primary sources, Mm. Tales of Giant Snakes, a historical natural history of anacondas and pythons by John C. Murphy and Robert W. Henderson. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out about them through an episode of Monster Talk. And if you guys don't listen to Monster Talk, I am plugging this other podcast on our podcast. Nice. It is a skeptic's look at, like, the paranormal, supernatural... So like Ghost and Bigfoot and other stuff. Mm. It's Mm-mm. they 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 back it up with real science and it's great. And then I also have Monsters in Print. It's a, a collection of curious creatures known mostly from newspapers, and it's uh, researched and compiled by Adam Benedict. Uh, yeah, I am all about these guys. Um, they're at the uh, Pine Barrens Institute. Okay. It's a whole deal. So it's I, I'm really into them. But he had this book Monsters in Print, mm. and I bought it. And it is dude, it is a goldmine for these really cool like newspaper accounts of you know a giant monster was seen here doing this there's a lake monster there's a bigfoot there's okay it's also okay. like it's also like the brood mother of i think four or five more episodes oh us. sweet oh no oh, that's perfect oh that's baby perfect. talk about kicking anthills man <laughs> yeah. and and then giant ants come out and that's chapter four in this guy's book so yeah perfect them <laughs> Okay, so first we're going to start off as a primer. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to focus on just North America today sure. because yeah. there's not snakes. I mean, there's snakes in North America, but not like... Yeah, not like the big them, ass. Like, yeah. There's not anacondas. There's not pythons. There's not boa constrictors. Right. Until we find out that maybe there possibly are. Oh, but boy. I don't want to spoil anything. So we're going to huh? get into our... We're going to look into our crystal, crystal ball... And peer way, way back to about sixty million years ago. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. All right, I'm in. It. So yeah, the the dinosaurs they've they've been dead for about five million years. You're getting new reptiles taking over, and you get what we have as the largest fossil of any snake that we currently know to have existed. It was called Titanoboa. Mm. They could be forty two feet long and weigh up to two thousand five hundred pounds. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like can you imagine that, dude? Like that's, that's crazy. That's, it's insane. Wait, so it was it was forty two feet, forty two feet long, yeah, and two two thousand pounds, roughly two thousand five hundred. Two twenty. Jesus, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it is. It is insane. Yeah. Do we have any idea? Like, just just kind of help me, like, th- picture this three dimensionally. Like, do we know like diameter or like height? Roughly, is that information in there? <sighs> Not so much. Um, but but still, that's got to be like. Enormous. So as I understand it, they, they get this measurement. Based, so you know the deal with um, great white sharks and megalodon. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, like, yeah. we have a great white shark tooth, and we say this tooth is X amount of inches long. We yeah. can punch that into an equation, and you get roughly the size of this shark. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we took the idea that megalodon was, like, sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. We had the tooth, so that's how we get, you know, the giant shark model. Right, right. So the same thing with Titanoboa. We had, yeah. um, we had some, uh, I want to say vertebra. And okay. from that, they extrapolated, like the size of this thing jesus that's yeah. crazy that's crazy yeah it's it, it's nuts but oh, so man, like, like 
what could you do against that? Like realistically, what could you oh, do against that thing? Not, not a thing. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm kind of having like a like a, a a a a sound of thunder moment where it's like, okay, maybe like how many ever years in the future we discover time travel, and so like all of the hunters go back to like prehistory and find the time that just about when an animal is about to die of natural causes, they just plink it with their gun or whatever so that they get to like claim their trophy kind of, but then it was going to die anyway. And so, yeah, like even then, like you would need a bazooka to even do anything against this. Oh yeah. This, totally. That's crazy. It's, yeah. But so he's the first one. They were up in um, uh, like Northeast Columbia in that rainforest. Oh, okay. So maybe not so much. I mean, it's still Amer- still part of the Americas, but yeah, not yeah. close enough for our methods tonight. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to jump forward Okay. to, uh, well, not really forward, make a lateral move mm. to, uh, in our crystal balls to 50 million years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a thing like called... Like a diagonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lateral. I mean, 10 million years in geologic time is nothing, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, yeah no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to this guy named... Uh, boa thus and it's just i couldn't really find a lot on him but it's just a snake fossil they found in wyoming Mm. of a large constrictor okay and they they were in wyoming from 50 million years ago was the first time we found them to three uh 13.6 million years ago was the most recent so they were there for like 40 million years that's some staying power man yeah 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 just a big constrictor like that's fun So we now have the precedent that there are constricting snakes in America. And I mean, there are others mm-hmm. like, and then we, there's also, I guess, not American listeners. <laughs> there's also uh, venomous snakes. There's uh, rattlesnakes are a big one. Cottonmouths right. are a big one. Right, right. Yeah. We have a couple of poisonous ones. And I learned also just a quick segue that. So like all snakes have the potential to be venomous. Oh, it's in there is like a recessive DNA. Oh, Okay. Yeah, because they all branch from the same an- and this is from that uh this is from that giant snakes book that I was talking about. Yeah. But it uh all snakes have that potential in their DNA to be venomous. So like uh it'll happen a lot in garter snakes where they will still be uh they will still have, you know, like little venom sacs and little fangs. And mm. like you can get bit by a garter snake and it won't kill you, but you'll your hand will swell up like Yeah, well and and I have heard about that specifically that, that like either um yeah, like some of these snakes that we like kind of classify as non-venomous, like they're either like, yeah, like their teeth are too small or like they can't or, or like their mouths are too small or something. But, but yeah, I, I guess at least just kind of evolutionarily speaking. Um, yeah. That, that makes sense. If like it was a recessive gene that like yeah. every species had stemming from this common ancestor. Um, and then, and then, yeah, just whether it's switched on or off and then like, yeah, uh, natural selection taking taking it from there so okay nice yeah nice. anyway moving on and i also should have prefaced before this i don't really want to get into like uh mythology per mm. se of big snakes because like you know the the um central american indians had like the winged snake gods and stuff like that right 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 or then there's like you know the serpent that sits around the world or mm. there was i want to say Hera's serpent that jason stole the fruit from uh well there was oh man well so if we maybe i'm maybe it, i'm mixing like four things but that's why i had to get right. the fleece. Yeah. yeah 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 like we're, we're well and if we expand uh serpent to include things like dragon then yeah like they're yes. everywhere they're yes. they're like everywhere in 
all sorts of different Greek stories. Uh, yeah, maybe... so I wanted to avoid that. Okay. Well, I'll, I I'll... want to give. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'll just maybe give give my one little plug to like perhaps one of the most famous uh, serpent dragon things in Greek mythology was actually the python uh, that Apollo killed at this little place called Delphi, and then like that's where the Oracle of Delphi sprung up, and that's why it's the sometimes Oracle called the Oracle of Delphi. The Oracle of Delphi, which yeah, like the priestess was called like the Pythia from like Python, and and so yeah, I just have to like get my one little Greek thing in. No, and, that's cool. Like, and, if you can interject can drop Greek, Greek things here and there, it's cool. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's fine. Because I didn't want this to be, like, just Mark rattling off about giant snakes. Cause... Well, it, it's a give and a take, man. It's yeah. It's a give and a take. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, there is one that I want to go into. Also, not to gloss over any of this, I'm painting with broad brush strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, horn serpents a lot in, like, southwestern native stories. Oh, yeah. But the one that I found super interesting was one called, and I apologize for this one, Unk Segila. Right. It's from uh, the Blackfoot Lakota uh, fam- uh, nations. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's a female snake god that could swallow a man whole and then crush him with her weight. It could Ooh. burrow underground, and it left this weird, like, noxious slime trail everywhere it went. And I don't mm. really buy in, I mean, whatever. I don't buy into um, it's a snake woman, but what I do believe is maybe there is a holdover... Um, of a big constrictor there, and that's what it's—it can swallow a man whole, crush it with his weight. Yeah, that's—I I mean, that—that that just only makes sense to me. Yeah, and then like also bear in mind that slime trail because it's weird. It happens a lot frequently. Oh, interesting. So yeah, so now we're gonna jump forward into history, our history, our future, whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> pre-future street. Um, <laughs> and I want to tell a story. And this comes from that Monsters in Print by Adam Benedict. Mm-hmm. Awesome book. Again, plugging it. You got to buy it. Check it out. So this is the story of a monster snake that they took alive, all right? Mm. And I thought of you when I read this one, and then I realized that it was from a different place, so you wouldn't even have any context for this, but I don't know how to read old newspapers, apparently. August 30th, 1855, in Ohio, the Carroll Free Press recorded... From a correspondence with the Buffalo Daily Republic in Perry Village, New York, August 13th, uh, 1855. So this is like only, what, two weeks later, Mm -hmm. um, that a monster snake was taken. It was taken at a lake called Silver Lake that was four miles long and not three quarters of a mile wide. Uh, This lake had several outlets which run through the village and it empties into the Genesee River. So, okay, you have a body of water that's connected to a bigger body of water via lakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is how, if, and we'll get into this later, but, like, a lot of snakes use waterways as transportation. So, yeah. just yeah, with yeah, the plausibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that in this story, because I don't really know, and I don't want to give away the ending, but there is a dude named Daniel Smith who is an old whale man. <gasps> and he's going to go hunt this, he's going to go hunt this big old snake. No with way. With his whale boat. No way. Yeah. Okay, oh so God. here we go. This, the, the, we, we set our stage, right? So we have Daniel Smith, the old retired whale man with his boat, out on the water. At 9 o'clock, the animal made his appearance between the whaleman's boats and the shore, revealing 20 or 30 feet of his length. When they, So here's this snake, Mr. Smith of Covington. This is Mr. Daniel Smith, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why Covington is important, but he's holding a specially tipped harpoon called a lily iron in his hand. It's got a heavy cutting knife. He's ready to do business, and he whips it into the snake. 
And when they had gotten about ten feet from the animal, the iron whistled through the air and went deep into his body. In a moment, the whole length of the monster was lashing in the air at a bound, revealing his whole enormous length and making the water boil in every direction. He described rapid foaming circles, acres of circles, and such swiftness as the eye could scarcely follow. <laughs> okay, so he speared this friggin' thing in the head and oh it's gonna God. die. Yeah. So they so the, the, they fight the they fight the snake and they get it to shore and uh, the so they drag this big old mean sea serpent thingy snake guy up onto the beach mm-hmm. and it says four or five ladies fainted upon seeing the monster who although ashore was lashing his body in tremendous folds and then straightening himself out in agony with a noise and a power that made the very earth tremble around him. The snake or animal is 59 feet and 5 inches in length and is the most disgusting looking creature. A thick slime, his hideous length, a quarter of an inch thick, which, after being removed, is almost instantly replaced and ex- by exudation. So we see that slime again, and that's yeah. why I wanted to bring up that last little story there. Within 8 feet of the head, the neck swells to a thickness of a foot in diameter, which continues for 15 inches. And so then it just kind of goes on to talk about how awful this thing looks. <laughs> Which, like, also, like, that just seems a little bit of a low blow to me. Like, look, <laughs> Daniel Smith already speared this thing in the head. Like, you don't have to insult it and, like, call it mean names. You're, like, the most hideous thing. Yeah, Daniel thing. Smith is getting busy. Like, Yeah, gee, yeah like, like, it's bad enough that, that this thing was minding its own business, got, like, speared in the head with a special harpoon and then like some like asshole New York reporter is like talking shit about it. <laughs> okay. So just a little bit more here's where, and here's where I think it gets kind of weird. Oh, okay. Um, the mouth of the serpent or whatever it may be is underneath is almost a counterpart counterpart to that of a fish called a sucker possessing the same valvular power. No teeth can be discovered. A hard, bony substance extends in two parallel lines along the upper and lower part of the head. His color is a dusky brown at the sides, with an underbelly of dirty white. Hmm. It is a sinuous-like snake, but along its back, on either side, a row of hard substance, knob-like in shape. The large ray is four inches from the surface of the body, extending from head to tail. And you know what that sounds like to me? Hmm. Is a sturgeon. Oh, yeah. Sucker underneath. Right. Bone plates in the mouth. Mm-hmm. It's got the scutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, but then they say that it's a 59-foot animal. Right. And I reckon to say that Daniel Smith is uh, just telling a bit of a fish tale there. <laughs> I got nothing left on that one. But what do you think? What's How, how, how does that one hit you? Yeah, I... Uh, so, so, I think there is, also with, like, my kind of sort of training with... Uh, training working with historical documents or old things like of course you always kind of take them with a grain of salt and like you always try to grain of salt. Yeah. also yeah that but yeah but then also everything that we're reading is grain of salt tonight yeah 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 but 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 then also it's like i i i have no doubt in my mind that like there's this enormous this enormous thing that uh that daniel smith was able to 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 stick and then like wrestle to shore Maybe somebody had a tape measure with them. Probably, I don't, I don't know, something like that. So let's just even like give give them the benefit of that. I do want to go back to like the kind of oily or or noxious like slime that's around this thing, and and was also in the in the um, Lakota story. Mm-hmm. Is because at least from what I remember in like grade school and middle school science classes, like 
this whole thing about saying like no s- snakes aren't slimy they just that, that's just a myth but then yet here's yeah, he, here are yeah. two stories where like no like they very much are so and it um like i could imagine i could imagine that if it's um yeah like a sort of like water-based creature maybe having some sort of like either like a like an insulator type thing so that its body temperature doesn't drop too too quickly maybe something like well, that that's like all fish have a slime coat right know? yeah 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 and so and, and so like i'm i'm kind of curious about like yeah if if this is like um yeah like if this is like some sort of like sturgeon fish or like weird like eel or something that I, I is also really snake like uh, lampreys maybe. yeah yeah, like, yeah even that seems really like there's no way it's gonna be 59 feet long i think the biggest ever is like four feet you know right but right like, so so still like i i i do not doubt that like some enormous like monstrous thing was like caught that day and then everybody was like some like monstrous thing was caught that day and then everybody was like what what in, what in tarnations or whatever yeah that's yeah, yeah. interesting but then that's also making me think too like so like just kind of thinking in in like the ecosystem of what's going on here like if this thing doesn't have uh like like sharp pointy teeth to uh, mm-hmm. to 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 eat like smaller fish or something like that and then just like describing the mouth as it was that that does sound like some sort of sucker fish that like just would that would normally like eat the little parasites and dead skin off of an animal like like a shark yeah, or something. Sure. Yeah. So then like maybe maybe what if that's it? What if this monstrous thing that they caught was just like a little like something that would attach to the underside of like a truly enormous like fish or shark or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, could be. That's there's crazy. there's always a bigger fish. There is there, <laughs> there is literally always <laughs> always a bigger fish. All right, yeah. so we're going to go to our next case here. Okay. Okay. The Orleans Independent Standard from se- uh, September 18th, 1857, in Vermont. Again, I don't... These are weird. I figured... I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. Um, so, I guess... Yeah. So, a correspondent from the Abington Democrat, writing from Walnut Hill, Lee County, Virginia, who is, as the Democrat assures its readers, a gentleman in whom implicit confidence can be placed, gives the following account of the killing of a monster reptile in Harlan County, Kentucky. <laughs> I love that preface where it's like, no, like... I do too. Pro- like, we swear this is a good guy. <laughs> we are we are citing our sources. Citing our sources here. <laughs> in Harlan, Kentucky, these gentlemen get word that there is a monster in a cave, so they go up to the cave. And upon the cave, they concluded to drop a few stones, and presently their ears were assaulted with a loud rumbling sound accompanied by a rattling noise. And an enormous serpent made his appearance blowing and spreading his head, his forked tongue protruding. The men were struck with wonder and affright, and suddenly the atmosphere was filled with a smell so nauseating uh, mm. that three of the five men were taken very sick. The other two, discovering the condition of their companions, dragged them away from the abode of death. About ten foot of the snake had, to their judgment, made its appearance when they hurried home and told what they had seen to their neighbors. Hmm. Okay, so the next day, they they get home, they tell them what's up, and the next day, they round up a posse. Oh, nice. You might insert some posse music. Josh, give me a yeah. we got a posse. Oh, posse. <laughs> we're going to get that first night. It's in my boot. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So That's they so go great. back to the cave, and being the dicks they are, they whip a couple more rocks in, and bam, here's the snake. About the same length of snake appeared from the hole when eight or ten bullets went through his head, and as the monster died, he kept crawling out until twenty feet of a huge boa lay motionless on the ground. It was a rattlesnake of 28 rattles. The first was four inches in diameter, the rest decreasing in size down to the last. With difficulty, the men dragged him home, and the skin can now be seen by the curious in Harlan County. I looked. It's not there. Nah, it sucks. That <laughs> sucks. Damn it. Damn it, guys. But so they, they murder a giant, I guess 20 foot long. I don't know if it's 20 or 30, because it says that he came out 10 feet. Right. And then he kept crawling out until 20 feet of that huge boa leap. So, yeah, I th- I'm going to say 20 feet. Yeah, that's how I'm understanding it. That's how I'm understanding it. Which is And as far yeah, as far as I could find, the largest rattlesnake in, in an article from Field and Stream, or a 1946 Field and Stream, which is a fairly reputable, I'd say really reputable yeah. hunting and fishing magazine, mm-hmm. um, they quoted it as 7 feet 8 inches, but I could not find where they took that measurement, where they got the snake, so... Okay. Whatever. And also here in there's a little thing I want to point out. It's a common misconception that you can judge the age of a rattlesnake by the size and the amount of its rattles. Yeah. It's, I, it I it only comes from like it's really just a built up keratin. And as they grow bigger and they shed that little bit of the nub adds a new rattle. But it's so mm. it's just as soon as they get big enough. Right. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's not it's so not much like an a yearly, age. It's yeah. A, it's a reverse Kessel run. It run. It's you know time versus distance. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, Ed, I'm also kind of I'm connecting something from that story to the to the other one to the Ohio yes. one. We're like in the Ohio one. It said that like the ladies fainted because well I guess it didn't. It, it sort of implied that like it was too gruesome that they couldn't take it, but they passed out. But then in this story, they were talking about these like weird fumes or whatever. That, uh-huh. that like caused the guys so like maybe i don't know like maybe that's it maybe there was some other kind of some some sort of like either like overpowering smell or something like that like like maybe that's a bit of a connection i don't know i'm just kind of i'm just kind of thinking about that well and according to newyork.gov and i'm really glad you brought this up because it was kind of organic and fun hmm. um strong odors may cause some people to feel a burning sensation that leads to coughing wheezing or breathing problems people who smell strong odors may get headaches or feel dizzy or nauseous. Mm. So, and then if it lasts a long time or keeps occurring, it could affect the mood, anxiety, or stress levels. So maybe, and if this is 1857, a couple of years before, I don't know about you, but my top 10 favorite writers, H.P. Lovecraft, was around. <laughs> and like everyone in his stories faints, so maybe people back then were just fainters, you know? Yeah. Maybe Weaker they're... constitutions. What's the matter? Guy got lead in your paint and not enough food in your dish? Ah, pish posh. Go work in the slaughterhouses, you idiot. Yeah, just go I'm into this cave. Yeah, just go into this cave because we don't know what natural gas is. And, like, if you're starting oh, to shit, get the I vapors. Think about that. No, well, you know, and even, like, tie back to Oracle of Delphi. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, which, yeah, which, which I didn't even mean to do that. Well, and and, and just, to, just to help uh, tag along anybody who didn't make that connection uh so so quickly one of the ways that uh the actual priestess was 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 said to to see the future was that she would she would kind of have like a little a little hut or a little um uh, room 
where where there was a bit of a chasm in the earth and apparently these like gases or these weird like vapors would kind of bubble up and induce her into some sort of trance and so and then she'd utter whatever and then, and then that was the uh oracle or the prophecy there so maybe that's i, I don't know maybe maybe that like is, that is weird yeah maybe if uh if uh there was this snake in a cave in vermont that also had these kind of weird gases maybe that's kind of giving some more credence to this whole like python yeah. story and at uh, delphi could be could be could be. well and and because this this story takes place in harlan kentucky and i know for a fact that harlan kentucky is a place for mine and coal so there's lots also of true. you know natural cave systems and stuff and yeah maybe i don't know like I'm not. I'm not willing to dismiss like a twenty foot rattlesnake. I mean, yeah. Well, and isn't my grandmother that... used to tell stories that they would be they could get to ten feet out out on the farm in Nebraska. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So well, and isn't that maybe. like a bit of a yeah yeah well and yeah like that that's also kind of an interesting like again if 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 time is a flat circle and we've all been here before isn't that kind of an interesting connection that like all of these stories of big snakes also seem to be paired quite often with kind of weird gases that make people faint or smell really bad or make you see the future. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, it's a big thing in cryptozoology too. Like a lot of things are accompanied by a smell. Bigfoot smells terrible. Right. Um, There was the, the Flatwoods monster and the kids that saw it when they saw it, they panicked, but they also realized like how bad it smelled. Mm. They said it was like a sulfury brimstoney kind of smell. Hmm. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's there's definite, also just definite precedent with like the paranormal and the unexplained with just bad smells. Yeah, yeah. But they also they say that uh, gray aliens smell like cinnamon and ammonia. So you know, <laughs> here's a fun science experiment that you can try at home, kids. No, actually, please don't. Please don't do that at home. Please don't. Please do not mix up cinnamon and ammonia and swiftly. So yeah, big snake, bad smells. Um. So I got I got one more that I want to do here, okay. and this one that and I kind of find like as we're going forward in time, these mm-hmm. stories are getting a little bit more grounded. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one that I read in um, uh, Lake Tahoe, and the thing was supposed to be like 110 feet long, and it was like taller than the pine trees, oh, and geez. all these guys had seen it, and it's just like okay, we get it. Yeah. You're trying to drum up tourism for Lake Tahoe. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, so bringing it back. Uh, the last one that I want to do from the uh, Monsters in Print is a story that comes from the Chickasaw Daily Express, January 10th, 1911, out mm-hmm. of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. <laughs> Huge Montana monster measures over 18 feet in length, terrorizes whole town. For years, the village of Laurel and Little Pryor Mountains has suffered from the depredations of this reptile. And I'm not going to do the whole thing like that, but... <laughs> That's okay. Nah, I, I don't think I could. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we cut to Butte, Montana, and we're getting the story of these two mountain men that fought. Well, they're not mountain men; they're sheep. They're sheep herders. Mm. Um, they fought. They they fought a giant snake out of uh, Laurel in Montana, and I looked it up, and it's just down the road from Billings. Now it has a population of six thousand. Mm. So. Um, the large reptile, declared to be larger than any ever heard of before, located in this region and of a species as yet unidentified, was taken alive after a thrilling hunt in a wild mountain ravine. So, 
there's there's our hook. Let's let's check it out. We got mm-hmm. two gentlemen. There's L N Odell and J W Vaught. Mm. And I also want to just really quick. This article is kind of weird, and I think it's just kind of what do you call that? Symptomatic of the times. Yeah. It's pretty damn racist, so buckle up. No, so you get you these two guys. They've been guided by a number of terror, and this is I'm reading this as the thing. So mm-hmm. uh, they've been guided by a number of terror-stricken Indians whose superstitious fright sent them fleeing from the neighborhood long before the actual uh, capture of the snake was accomplished. So just right there. Thanks a lot, you bunch of cowardly Indians. <laughs> the reptile is 18 feet in length and weighs 200 pounds. Around the body weighs more than. Around the body measures more than 18 inches. So mm. there is, like, the first time in all of these that we've gotten, like, a pretty accurate measure, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, These um, Native Americans found these sheep herders, and they led them through this, like, winding, rocky, valley-type deal. They come to a break in the rocks. Cutting a square hole several feet back from the entrance to this wide abode, they discovered the coils of a monster even larger than they had been led to expect. Hmm. So the snake finds out they're there, and it gets up to leave, because one big thing that I'm kind of finding out about this is snakes just don't like to be messed with. Yeah, like, you just leave them alone. If they can blend in, they will. Yeah. And if you mess with them, they're going to bite you. So, like, straight up, this sounds like these guys being assholes. Right, yeah. It's just like, let let snakes lie. Let sleeping snakes, hanging out snakes, chill snakes lie. Just, just, don't, yeah, let it, yeah. just don't mess with them. Yeah. So he goes to leave where he is, probably just chilling on a rock, sunning himself. And so, as the monster started to leave the entrance, Odell threw a gunny sack over his head and clapped his arms around his throat. Back and forth over the narrow ledge, the huge snake writhed and twisted, finally tightening itself about Odell's hips until he was lifted from the ground. Three quarters of an hour before the two men succeeded out in tiring the snake when they bundled it into a sack and took it alive, struggling to Laurel as living proof of the study. It goes on to say, Odell, who had vast experience with all varieties of snake, does not believe this snake is a native of Montana, but thinks it may be from the Sierra Nevada mountains. Hmm. The Indians claim the snake has been seen in Little Pryor Mountains for more than 20 years, and they have associated with the doings of the evil one. Odell does not believe another snake of his size could be found in the state, and will present the huge reptile to the Society of Preservation of Natural History in Montana. And again, I looked, and there's no fucking snake skin. You know, guys, how hard is it? How hard <laughs> but is also, it? It's also, I get it, like, 1911, like. Maybe they didn't know. have the technology. Refrigeration just yet, wasn't a thing, yeah. or it got there, and like, it's. I, I found a lot lately, like looking into some stuff about how like samples get sent to the Smithsonian, and then they just get lost. Yeah, they, they, oh, there's baby. so much. It is literally the last scene in Indiana Jones. Yeah. No, no, that is being handled by top men and they pan mm-hmm. out and there's all the crates. So yeah, in there, there's a fucking like Bigfoot. There's, yeah, there's all the stuff snakes, that whatever. just like yeah. some like research intern hasn't had the time to like catalog it yet, which like if, if, if I may go off on like a quick tangent, that's also oh, something yes, please, that's, that's also something that's become uh, both apparently obvious and immensely frustrating to me is like, uh, the last kind of really big uh, uh, find of papyri that that we had was mm-hmm. was at uh, Oxyrhynchus. Um, it was this place in Egypt, and I want to say it was around like the fifties, like the or no, I think it was found. I think it was found in maybe in like the early like nineteen hundreds, something like that. But like, there's just so much stuff that like no one that like we haven't actually had the time to like go through and like catalog everything and like translate stuff. 
And and it yeah. is. It's just like there's just so much that's just like sitting in like shelves or on that, that's sitting in boxes on shelves and we just haven't gotten around to it yet. And it's like, man, can we just like like throw some like human labor at that? Or <laughs> Or, or I, yeah, straight up, like, or, or even better, are there like, no hungry grad students, right? Yeah, come on, like, yeah. give them like a sandwich and two cups of coffee for the day, and like they'll they'll like do it. Um, but uh, or on the other hand, like, can we like get the machine learning like up to snuff, where like we can just like scan, we could just like scan a bunch of stuff, and it'll be like, ah, we have a new play, beep boop, and anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, like admittedly it is kind of hard to both like preserve all these artifacts as well as like actually go through and catalog them and actually know what we have. Yeah. Anyway, rent you can't correlate the consciousness of human intelligence. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rant over. <laughs> so anyway, and I mean, a couple of things to take from that. Number one, that sounds like the most viable it's 18 yes. feet long mm-hmm. or what did it, what did it say? Yeah. Yeah. It was 18 feet and book away. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think it was like 18 feet and like 18 inches circumference, I think. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was 18 feet in length and weighed 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then a circumference of 18 inches. And that sounds like a straight up, I mean, any big snake. You, you could see right. that in a zoo. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I had But then also, that. like, take away, like, it is kind of racist because they point out how the natives didn't help and they were afraid of it. And then... But then it does bring out, and I kind of like to bring this up, mm-hmm. like the superstition of them. And he, they said that it had been in this valley for 20 years. Right. And maybe longer. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of these things kind of boil down to like, it's, you know, it's the stories you tell your kids so they don't go swimming in a pond. Oh, you know? oh, oh, baby. That's Stay just... out of the culvert. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because there's a snake in there. My dad told me that eels lived in the lights of pools. <laughs> that would keep me from the deep end. And now here I am, 32 years old, and I'm still terrified of light eels. <laughs> so my so my grandpa, this wasn't necessarily like a like a cautionary tale. He was just a funny guy and was was telling us the story. But Mark, did you know of this uh, species of snake that's native to the San Luis Valley? That uh, no, I did not. That it's uh it's it's called the uh, Gaboon Viper. And it uh, and it has and it has uh, uh, one eye that's red and one eye that's blue, uh-huh. and it'll like crawl uh, across the valley floor as it's like get, get into its place and and um, yeah like like the valley f- floor is pretty flat and there's lots of like chico bush and you can kind of scrub scrubland there and uh, when the gaboon viper has has to cross um, one of the roads one of the like state highways there it, it'll go across. And then if a uh, if it sees an oncoming car approaching, it'll actually deflate itself and lie flat on the road. And then the car will drive oh, over it. Oh yes, it'll, it'll drive over it, and then just like reinflates itself back up, and then just continues on yes. its merry way. So yeah. I have totally heard of that. Yeah, the Gaboon Viper of the San Luis Valley and parts nearby. <laughs> but so I just looked it up because that like kind of triggered something in my head. Mm-hmm. And there, and I don't know how you're spelling it, but a G A B O O N. Yep. Yeah, the gaboon viper is a viper species found in the rainforest and savannas of sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Uh, like all vipers, it is venomous. It is the largest member of the genus that bites, and has the largest fangs of any snake, oh, up shoot. to two inches in length. Oh shoot! Maybe the second highest venom yield of any snake, next to the king cobra. 
Holy shit. Maybe my grandpa wasn't like completely pulling my leg about that. <laughs> and, 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 and it looks, it, I, I know this sounds stupid, but it looks like a fat little flat snake. Like, well, now I just have to, now I have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just maybe, maybe check that out. Let's see here. Let's see. The, but then there's there is, also a, there is an actual thing. Was, yeah. That's crazy. Well, I was also reminded as, as you were telling that story, um, there's also, and, and I know we're trying to resist going down the mythological route, but no, it's cool because like, I I think that myths are there because it's a, yeah, nothing else. It's, it's the memory, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Well, and, and, and in this room, the, uh, hearing some of these stories also reminded me, and I honestly cannot remember, I cannot recall how I first discovered this. But have you heard about the uh, Vavil dragon? No. It's in Poland. Okay. Um, he also lived in a cave okay. in a hill near the town of, uh, or I guess city of uh, Krakow. Uh, and so like the story goes, like like many kind of kind of uh, dragons or snakes stories he uh he he terrorized the locals and demanded daily sacrifices of like cattle or sheep and if the and if the locals didn't provide those then it would eat some humans instead and so the king you know sent sent out this word like ah won't someone rid me of this pesky dragon um which uh there's a again like many myths there are a couple versions of the story In, in one version it's the king's two sons in another, it's a humble, I don't know, probably like cobbler or something. Um, but yes, but because ha- it's always a humble cobbler. It always is. Like, come it's on, it's never a humble shipwright or Cooper Smith. It's always a yeah, cobbler. or yeah. or a humble town drunk or anything. Like, it's always a cobbler. Uh, but 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, the the uh, um, and so how this dragon was defeated, how, how the snake was defeated, was apparently. Whoever did the defeating um, uh, took a took a took a uh, skin like a skin of like a lamb or a cow or something, and uh, stuffed it full of sulfur, and okay. then fed it to the dragon for its like daily meal or whatever. And then the dragon, like gulping down all the sulfur, had this great thirst, and so it went to the river to like drink to try and quench this thirst, and uh, and apparently drank so much that it, it, it exploded. Um, but 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 again, like through throughout many of these other stories, we're seeing a lot of like kind of repeats. Like there's a dragon or a snake that's in a cave, has this kind of weird sulfurous smell or something like that. Yeah, bad smell. Well, and it never really says what the bad. Well, smell true. Is. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, true. I think it's bad the smell. Weird, like maybe projecting sulfur, but yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah. But like so some also, sort of and like maybe smell. this is deep cut, but like snakes snakes stink man like you you are also probably aware mark that they're over in colorado springs uh there's the cheyenne mountain zoo yes and i i also distinctly remember uh going up there a couple times as a kid and like going to like the reptile house or the snake house was the worst because it stunk it it was so so maybe that's maybe that's the other thing too like maybe just number one uh snakes like just smell bad on their own period and then number two, maybe they're also in this like weird cave with gases like seeping up from the from the like mantle or whatever, and that's yeah, also yeah. not helping things. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so where are you, where where are you following these stories? Do you believe them or yes or no? I was and before you answer, mm-hmm. like b- 
don't give me the long one, but give me like your abridged version because next I want to hit you with some like science. Okay, yeah. If I, if I might be allowed to. Yeah, I think um, generally, yes. I generally, I generally believe these stories. Maybe there's some details that were spiced up a little bit uh, to, to captivate the newspaper reader of the day. But no, I, I, I think, yeah, these, these were clearly describing something that did in fact happen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah so going into like the plausibility of it, mm-hmm. uh, snakes are cool. They have a thing called indeterminate growth, mm. which basically says as long as they have the space and the food and they're, you know, healthy, they'll just keep growing until they die. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, you, Josh, are as tall as you will ever be. I am as tall as I will ever be. Right. I'm only going to grow out, you know? <laughs> but, like, um, snakes, they, they can grow forever. And most reptiles have this. Like, that's where you get these stories of giant, you know, crocodiles. In yeah. The world. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, there's, there's number one. And most big snakes only get to about 30 years. But, I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of concrete on that. Just that's the mm-hmm. general accepted average, right? Okay, yeah. And so another problem that we have with snakes is figure a snake is a gigantic, just like tube of muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. a muscle can expand and contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like we'll talk to another wizard, Harry Houdini, who always mm-hmm. said, if you get tied up, you flex all your muscles and make yourself big. And that's how you escape the straitjacket. Yeah. So snakes can do this too they can bunch up they can slim down and i i get a lot of this from the uh tales of giant snakes the john c murphy book Mm -hmm. but he talks about like getting an accurate measurement on a snake that is really tough because they're just a giant tube of muscle that expands and contracts and you know right and so furthering that okay well let's kill it well not so much because if you kill it, it still has the skin, and that skin was made to expand and contract. Right, right. And he talks a lot about how, and I'm going to pull up this quote really quick. He talks a lot about the um, snakeskin trade. So this comes from a Harvard zoologist, uh, Arthur Loveridge, in 1931. And he's talking about like the problems with African pythons. So, um, with a view to obtaining data which might prove an assistant in estimating the actual length of the snake whose only dry skin is available, I measured these snakes in the flesh and found them to be uh, 2,180 millimeters. When it's dried and not unstretched, it is 2,650 millimeters. 2,180 millimeters, that would make the snake seven feet long. Right. And then when they kill the snake and skin it, you get a skin that can be 2,650 millimeters, and that comes out to... 8.6 8.6 feet. So you're adding a whole foot and a half. Right, right. And so it's just a super unreliable way to go about it. Mm. And there's another thing, and I was talking about this. Um, I kind of look at, like, stories of snakes about the way that guys talk about their dicks. <laughs> I was waiting for us to get to that point, but let's do it. Let's do it. I know. We're, we're already here. There's no accurate <laughs> way to measure them. They're, they're, they're either right. expanded or contracted because it's basically a tube of muscle. Yeah, it's basically... Well, and I'm sure that... Some snakes are growers, and I'm sure that some snakes are showers. And, you know, it's not like one is better and one is worse. It's just, that's just who they are. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the bunched up cold shower python. Yeah. That, they call that the pool python. Why? I was in the pool. See how bunched up it is? It looks like you after the pool. I was in the pool. I was in the pool! <laughs> Which 
is doubly impressive uh, for that one snake that was apparently like 20 feet or snow, or that was apparently 20 feet or so uh, in the lake. So, but, (laughs) well, but then again, he was also kind of lubed up and like, apparently like, yeah, he was already half mass coming down. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was lubed up and like someone was jerking him around. So yeah, he was like probably ready for business. Maybe that's why the ladies fainted. Oh, so the story of Daniel Smith isn't about like taking his uh, lily, uh, lily flower harpoon, and uh, running it through the snake. Well, I, I mean, like he, he was taking his lily harpoon and uh, yeah, like challenging. Uh, uh, yep, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Oh, there it is. There yep. it is. Yeah. Well, or anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, no, so like I, I made the joke, whatever. But no, it's hard to get a detailed representation of snakes. And also the other thing is like there's this cultural significance to them. Mm-hmm. People are either terrified of them or they're they're all about them, you know. You, and yeah. you see it on either end, like, oh, I can't look at snakes. And, just, yeah. and I don't know. Maybe there's something back in our cultural unconsciousness that, like, yeah, dude, back when we were monkey men running around, mm-hmm. that yes, it's why your cat's afraid of cucumbers. Like, I was. It's that inherent. I was, it's that inherent memory, like DNA memory kind of thing. Yeah, I was I, I, I was just about to bring up that exact example. Well, and even yeah. um and, and even uh oh who was this? I, I I was listening to somebody talk about um even like the way that our eyes, that our eyesight and sense of vision has has like developed is to like kind of look for look for those sorts of patterns of like things like rustling in the leaves or yeah like, you track you, movement right before and, you do anything else yeah, yeah. For, for precisely so yeah I'm, I'm sure that that's also part of it too that like you know how, how many ever uh millions of years ago and, and how many ever ancestor species we had like yeah like if we're up in the trees and snakes are up in the trees and we gotta like keep an eye out for those some bitches yeah like i'm, I'm sure oh, there's some yeah. sort of inherited uh memories or understandings about like yeah you, rightly freak out about these these are things to freak yeah, out for about. sure <laughs> be afraid of this thing yeah. and again i think it might also be cautionary tale but oh, anyway yeah. so like we naturally want to exaggerate them and especially i think i think the daniel smith story is like it's straight up a fish story maybe yeah. this dude did kill like an 18 foot sturgeon like yeah and he's in upstate new york that's totally plausible oh you yeah. Know? yeah 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 so and all right so now wrapping this little bit of science this <laughs> up just to just just to kind of conclude it with the idea of indeterminate growth mm-hmm. it is safe to say that given a population or, or a, a food population to sustain this snake big snakes don't eat that often every couple weeks right right, right. You get the kill, they go slither off somewhere and digest it over the next couple months, and then it could be another month or two before they're ready to kill again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's no reason to think that, like, you know, the the reticulated python that's eating the rabbit can't just scale that up into the reticulated python that's eating a deer. Yeah. They get bigger. Right. And, like, in the research, and I'll get to it later without the crystal ball, but you see these pythons, they can take white-tailed deer down, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So as of right now, and this is what I could find, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not, I don't know. The internet is a tangible thing. The largest snake right now is a, uh, it's a uh, python named Medusa. Okay. She lives at the uh, Edge of Hell Haunted House in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> and according to the Guinness Book of World Records, she is 25 feet, 25 feet and two inches long. Jeez. And there's, and I mean, even right now, you can pull up YouTube and look at all the videos of all these big old snakes. Mm-hmm. 
And one that I did find interesting was they... So, and these are all unsubstantiated, but I figured that Medusa was like, if we take the limit, that 25 feet is as big as we can get, so anything over 25 feet is now going to giant snake territory, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You might have seen this one, Josh. A couple years ago, there was a story of an allegedly 33-foot-long anaconda that was found in a Brazil construction site. Oh, they yeah. They started dynamiting, and it flushed it. Yeah. And, I, and it's it's the big one. They have it draped over the uh, Caterpillar backhoe deal. <laughs> yeah. And it was alleged to be 33 feet long. But, like, so here's where I get kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. The, the news source that I found for it, and I didn't bother to check another one because why bother to check twice? Yeah. Um, it was the UK Sun. All right. So, like, UK's version of the Weekly World News. Mm-hmm. But like even that snake was still a real thing. Like that was a, it had it was a good size anyway. Like the yeah. the, 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 the 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 pictures of it were real. And again, the same deal. Like it's tough to get an accurate measure. Like mm-hmm. you know, ri- even if it's dead, like rigor mortis, the body constricts and then it right. loosens up. And one big thing they talk about in the tales of giant snakes is that like when the pelt traders would like bring them in and stuff, they would have the whole carcass of the snake, and it would be all fat and gassed up. And they would let it mm. gas up so that it would look bigger when they, you know, sold it off. <laughs> Crap. And that's the, I Crafty think that might be traders. the truest monster. Yeah, I think that might be the biggest monster is just like <laughs> snakeskin traders. Yeah. But then um, in Malaysia in 2016, they found a reticulated python that was 26 feet long and 550 pounds. Jeez. They found it stuck underneath a fallen tree and they rescued it. And it was dead. Like, they, they, oh, they got it out from underneath the tree, and the poor thing had died. It was too late. Oh, man. Poor poor girl, yeah. And that's from the Chicago Tribune, so maybe a little more factual. Yeah. But again, like, we can't get the accurate reading. We can just kind of guesstimate, but we do have that it was 26 feet long. So we have these stories of giant snake attacks, or mm-hmm. of giant snake snakes occurring. And I know what you're thinking, Josh. Do I need to be afraid of giant snakes in my neighborhood? And the answer is maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. So number one, there are, and I get most of these out of my giant Tales of Giant Snakes book, there are tons of attacks on humans in Africa and South America mm-hmm. and Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So you're probably safe. But I want to take a moment to read the first ever, according to this, according to this book, it's the earliest account we have in which a document, or that documents a human having been eaten by a snake. Oh boy. It's a, it's a cat named Bossman. And um, this is from 1705. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. About okay. the same, and this, I don't know where this comes from. It doesn't say, but, so this is a guy. Um, about the same time, another, in parentheses, Python Sabay, was killed at Bountry, not much shorter than the former. In the whole body, a Negro was found. Uh, man. So, 1705, we have reports of a giant snake killing and eating a human and then they killed the snake and pulled the guy out and he was already dead and it doesn't say how big this guy this person was we don't know if it was male or female but it doesn't matter it's still like it it ate a human it is a human yeah and i know what you're thinking it's it's 1705 that whatever that was a whole lifetime ago right Mm -hmm. we're gonna derail that one now because in 2018 a woman in indonesia was killed and swallowed by a 23 foot long python uh and so this comes from bbc.com Watiba 54 went missing last Thursday while checking on her vegetable garden on Muna Island 
in Sulawesi province. A huge search was mounted by local people. Her sandals and machete were found a day later. A giant python with a bloated belly was found 30 meters away. Oh, oh man. That's just... <sighs> and, here's where it get, and here's where it gets really bad. Okay. Residents were suspicious that the snake swallowed the victim, so they killed it and carried it out of the garden. Local police chief Hamka told news outlet AFP, the snake's belly was cut open and the body of the victim was found inside. Hmm. Gruesome footage has been found, or it has been circulating in social media in Indonesia, showing the body of the woman being recovered in front of a large crowd. Oh man, that's even worse. So like, and th- that's even worse, right? But yeah. like, so in all those stories, I don't think any of them were really about the snake hunting people. It was we were being dicks and attacking them, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're kind of changing a little bit, and I think the narrative might be shifting to maybe snakes are going to eat people. I don't know if you heard about this one, but this was in 2016 in uh, Portland, Maine. Ah, This was reported in 2017. A jogger reported seeing a giant snake near the Presumpcot River in in Maine, Mm -hmm. and they said it was about about 10 feet long, right? Yeah. So then on August 8th, they found a shed from this giant snake and they figured out that it was an anaconda and they estimated it to be eight feet long. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have an anaconda alive in upstate Maine. And what likely happened is it was an exotic pet that somebody couldn't care for anymore. And it got dumped. And according to the department of fish and wildlife's Derek York's, it probably didn't live through October. See, but Reports of this snake, which they affectionately named Wessie, circulated around Maine and are still currently circulating as far as I remember. And, and, and to get into even further inner baseball, when I was in Portland, Maine uh, last year in 2019, I went to the Cryptozoology Museum and guess what they have there? They have Wessie's shed and it's dope. That's, that's sweet, man. That's so cool. But so, according to Derek Yorks, it probably didn't survive the winter. But you know those urban legends of uh, alligators living in sewers? Mm-hmm. They are 100% real. Oh, yeah. It is very much a thing. Oh, yeah. And, as long, and this is as I understand it with reptiles. As long as their nostrils don't freeze and they can still have a, like, respiratory, mm-hmm. they can live through, like, anything. No, I... I've... Snakes, not so much because they, they... But they will burrow underground in the winter. Right. That's why, like, you have Alamosa and we're talking about, like... The, the cryptically cold winters, mm-hmm. but there's still rattlesnakes in the valley. Like, oh, yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I, I've, I have seen the YouTube videos of, uh, you know, like people, people pulling, pulling maybe like, I don't know, seven or eight foot snakes out of their toilets or, uh, yeah. Or yeah so, so that, that much I think is, I think is totally true. Man, there's so many, man, there's so many. So many things. There's so much to unpack with it too, and like, because, and we're kind of we're kind of gonna wrap it up here. But the mm-hmm. last thing that I really want to touch on, and you sort of already did, I, I really think the true monster here, the alien species of snakes, especially uh, reticulated pythons in Florida, mm-hmm. and it's like you were saying about, oh, here's this new environment, this new ecosystem that I have no business being in. Right. What's that? I'm the apex predator of yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just gonna mop up. Are, pe- yeah, people will buy these snakes, think they're fun pets or something. Yeah. And hey, come to find out they're not, so they just go ditch them in the rivers or the sewers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I was looking at maps of uh, python distribution in 
North America. We don't have pythons. It's not a thing that's endemic to us. Right. I know before I was kind of leading us with, you know, ooh, there's big constrictors in America. But no, now there straight up are. And they can, like, their projected range is as far north as, like, New Mexico, Nebraska. Yeah. Past Tennessee. Like, it's dangerous. And they they come in. They are competing with the alligator populations. They're, in some cases, just murdering the alligators outright. Yeah. They're pulling at least 18-foot-long snakes out of there regularly. Ugh. I saw a deal, and it talked about a coal that they had done, and they had killed a 1,000 pythons. Oh, man. See— And it doesn't even make a dent. Yeah, it does And, yeah. like, that's one thing I didn't talk about so much, but one cool thing about snakes is the bigger they get, the more offspring they have. Okay. So— if you can get so, and I mean, obviously not. Like this is getting into sci-fi channel territory. But if you get a big enough snake, man, you can get these super-producing snakes, and they'll yeah. have you know just flip them out clutches. Yeah, yeah. And that too, like, and this probably deserves a lot more care and tact that I'm giving it. But seriously, dude, these pythons are fucking up America. Yeah, I, I, w- I would also like to return to an earlier point where we were saying that like maybe the real monsters are the are were the were the pelt traders. Yes. I would like to yes and that and say also the real monsters are, yeah, these ass hats who are like, oh, whatever. Uh, I got a tiny dick, so I'm going to get a snake as an exotic pet. And, yes. uh, oh, wait, this is actually like extra work. This is lame. And then they, yeah, just like let go of it. So, so yeah, like because this dude was already feeling like insecure about his trouser snake. Uh, he had to like try and prove to the world or maybe to himself or to his dad. I don't know wh- whoever he has a weird relationship with. Um, yeah. It goes into, goes into something that irresponsible number one. And then number two, like instead of like contacting a zoo or like your local department of wildlife and being like, Hey, I kind of fucked up here and maybe like yeah. did something Just illegal. Right. And, and, and then, yeah, now we have, you know, what, like, 15, 20 years tops until Snake Snake Apocalypse, which is also, I think, a sci-fi movie. But yeah, totally. But no, it's 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 crazy, and I I don't want to like again. We're doing this. I'm putting on a downer, but like I don't know. It, it I guess the only upswing I can take from this is the Tales of Giant Snakes did mention that big snakes will sometimes eat their owners. Yeah. That's a, so, like, it talks about how um, it's a little bit of poetic justice. People think the python is being cute because it'll come and lay next to you at night because it wants to snuggle, <laughs> and what it's doing is gauging if it can put all of you inside of it. I was thinking, one day, one day, Leonard, you'll be all mine. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I've got. That's giant snakes. No, this is this and is fantastic. Occurrences in North America, and maybe. Maybe we'll get into more modern attacks and stuff because, boy, I found a lot of snake attacks. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. People are getting attacked. Also, and I tried to, like, maintain this theme throughout. Mm-hmm. Snakes aren't bad. They're Sna- not evil. They're yeah. not mean. They're not malicious. They've gotten a bad rep. They if have you're gotten a super of them, bad cool. rep. They're afraid of you too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Just don't go poking around. Again, and, and yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, sure. It's sensationalist news stories from the 18 and 1900s. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, every one of those stories is humans were a dick. Animal responded in kind. Humans killed animal. Like, well, fucking A, man, of course. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, right. You, you know? You, you feel like if some dude, let like, me, walks Let me come to your house, house, flip over your shit, eat your food, <laughs> pee on your carpet. Like, what are you going to, you know? Yeah. Then, like, odd, odds are good that you're going to, like, try to at least have some sort of recourse about, like, this is this is my house. You, you came to my house. Exactly. <laughs> Which, like, to that one lady with the vegetable garden, like, I do kind of feel bad about that instance. I mean, that one, yeah. Because, like, she was, like, trying to, like, yeah, like, it's one thing to, like, try and eke out an existence with your, like, vegetable garden or whatever. But but it's also something completely different to be like, all right, Johnny, let's go explore this cave out here and exert our manliness and our dominion over flora and fauna. Oh, by Jove, a big snake. Yeah, like in in that case you you absolutely Golly, like walk he's no back. match for our repeating rifles. <laughs> I say, why don't we re- re- retreat for now and then we'll come back with a posse. A posse. I'm a British redneck. This accent's hard to do, Governor. <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that was great. That was absolutely great. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, I both feel much more enlightened and empathetic. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I came what out of nowhere. Oh shit! You caught what I got. Yeah, somehow across the distance. Oh, that means that Zoom meetings aren't safe. I guess Zoom meetings. Well, and I don't know. Maybe I'll have to dial up dial, dial up my boy uh, Asclepius and see if he can help me out here too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, giant snakes. Giant snakes. If you see one, if you see something, say something. If you see something, take say something. Take a picture. Take a picture. But uh, don't be a dick and don't go poking around where you don't belong. Yeah. That's their snake business. Yeah. They got their own deal. Exactly. Exactly. Also, and I should have pointed this out earlier, and I sort of touched on it a little bit, but snakes are super, super good at remaining wickedly inconspicuous. Oh, you yeah. don't see them unless they want you to. Mm-hmm. Shy of the rattlesnake, which, you know, lets you know that it's yeah. there. And I think that's the biggest, like, yeah, not 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 the green light that any of this could even be true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if it doesn't want you to know that it's there, it's not gonna let you know. Yeah. Well, and so there's no reason to think that a that you know a big like 30, 40 foot snake can't knock off a deer. And the, we see this on the internet. I saw I poured through tons of like maybe I saw too many pictures of it and watched too many videos of pythons eating rabbits and shit. Right. It's kind of in my head now, mm-hmm. but like. No, they will sit there and not move. Yeah. There, there are there are feral hogs sniffing by their heads, mm-hmm. and they just, just they, they don't even know they're there. And then, bam! Mm-hmm. The snake kills the one behind the one that was sniffing at its head. Right. Well, like and and it's fast and it's it's deadly mm-hmm. and they get those coils around it super fast. And that's that is one thing that I will give the story from Montana. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. talk about how like how long they had to fight with it and stuff mm-hmm. for about half an hour. And that's about you know. If a snake's gonna make a kill, it's you know how long it takes to suffocate and stuff. Yeah, well, but and and it's totally feasible. I, I feel like it's totally feasible for something big to take down something big, and provided like and and one thing that I also want to throw out here, and I'm sorry I should have done this better. I should have correlated my contents better, but like snakes won't eat a kicking and screaming thing. Mm. There's that famous trope in movies, and the one I think of is Anaconda, where like you see the guy getting swallowed by the snake, right. and you see the his point of view. 
That's not going to happen. A snake won't eat anything until it's sure that that thing is dead. Yeah. Because if it starts thrashing around inside of it, well, it's going to kill, it's going to hurt the snake. Yeah, like, it's going to break all of its, all of its, yeah, like ribs and vertebrae and stuff. And also, a uh, good guy rattlesnake, like actually letting, like trying to alert you, be like, hey, man, yeah. you may not see me because like this actually is kind of my jam, but I'm. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm designed to not be seen by you. Yeah, but I'm doing you the favor. I'm doing you the solid of like giving you a heads up like, hey, don't don't step on me. Don't kind of kind of freaking me out here. So, yeah, like snakes absolutely do get a bad rap. That's the that's that's my takeaway for tonight. Don't be dicks to snakes. Don't be dicks anyway, but don't be dicks yeah, to snakes. Especially, They've had it bad enough. Especially the snakes. Exactly. Yeah. Indeed. All right, well, well, yeah, I I consider myself uh in, enlightened and entertained and enthralled. And what what better way to uh bring this episode to uh to a close? Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, well, as always, I'm Josh and I'm a wizard. Well, I'm Mark, and I'm a wizard. Find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We don't post a lot, but, you know, exposure or whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> no, perfect. Well, and <laughs> until next time, dear gentle listeners, be nice to snakes. And I don't know about you, Josh, but you should be horned up for mayhem. Oh. And I'm kind of horned up. I'm horned up for big snake mayhem. I don't know about you. Always. I... This was this was a particular uh, bit of mayhem that I didn't even know that I could get horned up about. But baby, let me tell you, I am horned up for big Woo! snake mayhem. Horned up for two horned up wizards for two wizards horned up for mayhem. What what could be better? <laughs> I mean, really, what more do you want out of life? I, I, you know what? If they want it, I can't provide it. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Maybe you can turn to Daniel Smith, and he can get you some snake goop, and maybe that'll be your like. The ED elixir that you need to get horned up for mayhem. Daniel Smith ruined <laughs> women. He could be a literal sn- snake oil salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh, that's perfect. as good as we're going to do tonight. I'm, I'm done. I'm horned up. How about you, buddy? Oh, man. Super horned up. Super horned up. All super right. mayhem. <laughs> well, until next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Indeed. Till next time. Take care. Have a good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all.